the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM WFAN. This is Mike's on, Francesca on the fan on this Monday, the 14th day of October. Beautiful day outside. Uh, I don't want to see Indian summer yet, but it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, it already has been uh, on this Columbus Day, although I know that's not fashionable to call it Columbus Day anymore. Uh, but it is, and it's kind of an in-between day because some things are open like the stock market, some things are closed like school. So, you know, it depends where you are today. But if you're working, we have a regular afternoon show. Uh, after a long, long Sunday night uh, ball game. The way I looked at this series was, folks, that the Yankees had to win game one because they were looking at Verlander and Cole in games two and three. And I felt that the Astros had to win game two after the Yankees won game one. I thought it would have been impossible for them to go down 2-0 and come here and play three games and still win the series. So uh, I think the series is basically status quo. I think it's now a best of five, and we're just getting it underway. You can scratch the two first games off. Each team did what it did, and now we begin again with now a five-game series uh, with Cole and Severino in the shadows. If you know anything about Yankee Stadium in October, you know that that is a very tricky time to play and to face guys with the stuff that Cole has and Severino. Severino can be nasty also, but you don't expect him to go anywhere as deep in the game. Cole's been the best pitcher in baseball. He is sitting on an enormous contract, maybe the biggest contract in baseball history. Um, he has been unbeatable, and we will see if he will continue that kind of run. Historically, when guys get on these kind of runs, they usually are pretty solid the rest of the way. They usually don't go halfway through these runs and then implode. They usually last the season. It might not be there next year, but it usually lasts the season. We'll see if that continues for Cole tomorrow. As far as last night's game, I felt that that the Yankees played the game the way they felt they had to play it with Verlander on the mound, meaning that they were not going to be able to have a bad inning. And they played away from the big inning and went to their pen very early to do it. And you could say, wow, that's an early hook. That's fine. They have the bullpen to do it. And then, wow, why did he take Green on when he did? Why did he do this? Why did he do that? Bottom line is, listen, they're not all going to be perfect. I mean, if somebody comes on and gives up a run or gives up a home run or misses with a pitch and gives up a home run, you got to live with it. I mean, that's all there is to it. Eventually, they're going to give up a run. I mean, all you saw last night was great pitching on both sides. You saw 26 guys strike out, and you saw very, very few rallies in the game. You saw a lot of guys left on base. Now, one thing I noticed is two things. One thing from the Houston side— I understand that they are uh, very much enamored with Alvarez, with what he came up and did, with how the kind of hitting prospect. I mean, if you look at what he did in 313, the bats are scary. But here's the thing. You have to think about moving him out of the middle of your lineup. He's killing the Astros right now. He has left a village on base. He's left eight base runners in critical spots, and he's not making contact against righties or lefties. So if I'm the Astros, I rethink my lineup with the kid. Take a little pressure off the kid. You love him. I understand that. But bat him down the lineup. Maybe he'll beat somebody with a fastball. The bottom line is they are putting way too much pressure on him, batting in the middle of the lineup, and he's 0 for, 0 for 7 with five strikeouts and left eight men on base. That would be my take on that. On the other side, 
there are certain Yankees who are struggling right now, but it's early. There are certain guys that are looking good, and then we get to Stanton. And I have defended Stanton and defended him because he should play, because of who he is. I mean, the Yankee fans who don't want him to play just silly, and they saw that in game one when I'm sure they all smiled after he got a couple of base hits, including a bomb of a home run on a pitch that not many people could drive out of the ballpark. He hit it a mile. That's what Stanton gives you. Now, with that being the case, and I never, ever get on guys about injuries. I learned that lesson of many, many years ago when everybody piled on J.R. Richard and called him a dog and this and that, and they found out that he was almost at death's door, that he had suffered a stroke. So you learn to not fool around thinking you can diagnose people from a distance. The teams have enough trouble diagnosing the players. But this, but this is a little different. And I don't need to hear from Big Poppy about this either. But here's the bottom line. And I said it to someone before Big Poppy ever said it last night and caused a stir by saying it. Unless you can't walk, you're in the lineup in the ALCS. That's all there is to it. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're hurt and you're really hurt, fine. If there's an iffiness to your injury, how do you sit out? How do you sit out the ALCS? I'm sorry. This is, this is October. This is not May. This is not June. This is not July. Unless it's really to the point where you can't walk, you have to be in the lineup. you got to give it a try. All right, maybe you're going to pull a muscle and you're going to be out for a week. Maybe you will go, but you know what? Let that happen. The idea that it's, well, it's iffy, it's day-to-day. If you're day-to-day, how are you out of the lineup in the ALCS? I'm sorry. I don't, if it's iffy, it, you got to be, you have to be in the lineup. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I heard, I heard what Big Poppy said, and you know what? It's easy to say. That unless I'm in the hospital, I'm in the lineup. But you know what? I feel the same way. If I had to crawl into the batter's box, I'd be there in the the ALCS. This is it. This is is what you dream about. This is October. You would hit a home run and had a couple of good at-bats in game one. You got, I mean, I don't want to think that it was Verlander. I don't want to think that. It did cross my mind, but I don't want to think it. The bottom line is you got to be in the lineup. I can't even imagine what his teammates are thinking, especially if it's iffy, and that's the way it was painted. So I thought that was a bad, bad look, and I don't know where he's headed in this series. I didn't understand how Hicks was not in the lineup. If Hicks wasn't strong enough to be in the lineup last night, he should not have been on a roster. That's all there is to it. I understand he came in the game late, but the bottom line is either he's ready to go or he's not ready to go. I'm not knocking Maven, but you know what? You're not want to bet Maven again. I know Maven got on base a couple times last night, but you don't want to bet Maven against Verlander. And against Cole? It's hard enough for any of these guys to hit these guys. So from that standpoint, I was just... Very, very puzzled. And I give the uh, Astros credit because uh, they have really had a very good approach against Encarnacion. The Twins did not have any idea 
how to get Encarnacion out. Not even in the least. And he looked overpowering. Well, in this series, they have challenged Encarnacion. They have done a great job against him. He's 0 for 8, and he struck out four times, and they have looked really good against him. And certain guys they have handled really well. Like, I thought Sanchez's last at-bat last night, I mean, and listen, the umpire made it up because he missed the foul tip with Sanchez called, which was not even close. And it would have been a, a tough thing for Houston while if he had gotten a hit. And then they called him out, and Sanchez was out, upset. They called him out on a pitch that wasn't in the strike zone. Fine. He made up for it because you didn't hit the first pitch. The, the time before that, you were out. So he made up for it. But he looked very good in a bat where he wound up striking out. He was on every pitch. That's when you know a guy's close. And there are a lot of guys that haven't looked good in these two games. But remember, the pitching in this series has been terrific. I mean, the Yankee bullpen did a great job last night. How far are you going to go against a team that has a bunch of all-stars? And I tell you this, one thing that's very clear. The Yankee lineup top to bottom is much better, much deeper than Houston's. Houston's got holes in their lineup. The Yankees have none. Yankees have very, very few, if any, holes in their entire lineup. The depth of the lineup is unbelievable. Houston's got some guys in that lineup that don't scare you very much. Now, they got some very good hitters in that lineup. We know that. But they got some guys. They don't have the depth that the Yankees have. So the Yankees are better than them in two out of three spots. They're just not better than them in the starting pitching. And, of course, Tanaka. Now, I'm tired of telling you people about Tanaka give up. I'm tired of telling the Yankees about Tanaka. When are you guys going to start to realize what Tanaka is in the postseason and what he is in the big game? He is a great big game pitcher. He's not a good one. He's a great one. And he has never given you a doubt. And that's why I didn't understand that people saying he shouldn't be in rotation in the first series. And then always oh, the Yankees' third starter. What, in what world? Do you finally get it with Tanaka in the postseason? He is great in the big game. You can count on him. He's their best pitcher in these games. And he throws a pitch that hitters don't see. So you have to rely on him, and that's why I wanted him in game one in both series. The Yanks got away with it in the first series and thankfully started him in the right spot because they wanted to start him back at Yankee Stadium. But I don't care where the game is. He's the Yankees' best answer because he is a big game performer. So this series is exactly where you want it to be. They got a couple of things they got to fix. Yankees got a couple of things they have to mend. But all you did was take two games off. And to me, tomorrow afternoon, it starts over again with the guy who's been the best pitcher in baseball on their side and a very young, talented pitcher on the other side for the Yankees, backed by a better bullpen. Bullpen was rested. I think he wanted to go Chapman two innings last night, but Chapman threw too many pitches. So he didn't. And I'll tell you this, and I can't swear by this, but everybody I've talked in baseball, everybody I've talked to everywhere says the same thing. We've all come to the same conclusion. Baseball deadened the baseball after the regular season. You're seeing balls now that are hit the same way the balls were hit in the regular season, and they're not going out of the ballpark. Forget the pitchers. The pitching's better. We understand that. 
But when they make solid contact, the ball is not flying out of the park like it did. So do I think, and I think everybody else thinks it too, that baseball took a little off the baseball. I know the Cardinals have been screaming it, but if you had as as few hits as they've had, you'd be screaming it too. But they have to figure out first how to get singles, no less hit home runs. But clearly, there have been balls that have been hit that were out of the park all year. I understand it's a little cooler temperatures this time of year, but no, no, no. I would bet you anything that baseball took a little off the fastball here with the baseball and just took it down, and these balls came from a little different batch because the ball is not getting out of the park the same way. You're seeing balls hit to the track. You're seeing balls stay in the park. All season, nothing stayed in the park. And I've seen some balls ripped from guys who, as they left the box, thought it was a home run because it had been a home run all year, and then it's not. It's dying on a track. It's not even getting to the wall. Not a coincidence. Of course the pitching is better. And of course they pitch differently. All that's true. This is October. But you're also, you know what? They took the balls with the, they took the, balls with the rocket fuel and put them, in a, they put them away for the winter. It doesn't matter as long as everybody plays with the same ball. It doesn't make any difference. But clearly, not every ball is leaving the yard now. I think that is quite obvious in these games. doesn't mean you can't hit the ball out of the park. Of course you can. But you're going to have to drive it now. Balls that are just pop-ups are not going to be – you're not going to see guys slamming their bats down and the ball going out of the ballpark like you saw there in the regular season. I think those balls have been uh, tucked away for the winter. I'll get to the uh, big day for the Jets, and it was a very, very big day for the Jets. And what you saw was when you have a quarterback – who lifts the entire building from the last fan to the water boy to the head coach with his mere presence, you know you have a quarterback for a generation. You know you got a guy you want to keep. And what you saw yesterday was Sam Donald come out there and say, now we're back to play football. And every other player on the team said, we're right behind you. And you saw the difference. So the football season started for Jet fans yesterday. They're back in the, welcome back to the NFL. I know you were away for a month, but welcome back. Back after this.